While leading islet cell transplantation research offers hope of reversing diabetes, the supply of human tissue is limited. Could this solution be found in pigs? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment, Focus on Diabetes. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Bernard Herring, a professor of surgery and director of the Islet Transplant Program, scientific director of the Diabetes Institute for Immunology and Transplantation, and holder of the Eunice L. Dwan Diabetes Research Chair at the University of Minnesota. Dr. Herring is an internationally recognized leader in experimental and clinical islet cell transplantation for the treatment of diabetes. Welcome, Dr. Herring. Thank you for having me. Today we are discussing pig-to-human islet xenotransplantation. Dr. Herring, in talking about islet transplantation in general, who should receive islet transplants? Well, we currently perform human islet transplants in patients with type 1 diabetes and hypoglycemia unawareness. Those are patients who have lost their ability to recognize low blood sugar levels and are at risk of severe hypoglycemia. Severe hypoglycemia is a condition in which the patient requires the assistance of another person to overcome the situation. Now, many patients clearly want to avoid chronic complications and treat diabetes very aggressively and want to achieve normal or near-normal glycemic control. They want to achieve hemoglobin A1c levels that are around 6% or less than 6.5% as recommended by their diabetes care team. When doing so, patients may experience hypoglycemia and there are a number of defense mechanisms that protect patients from hypoglycemia, such as glucagon counterregulation and epinephrine counterregulation in response to falling blood sugar levels. There's a subgroup of patients who have lost both glucagon and epinephrine counterregulation and can no longer experience warning system symptoms such as being sweaty, hungry, or shaky, or nervous and can respond. What happens that blood glucose continues to drop to levels below 50 when cognitive dysfunction becomes a problem and patients are confused, tired, and may go unconscious and experience car accidents or just die. As 4% of young people with type 1 diabetes die from complications related to hypoglycemia unawareness. This is a major unmet problem and today there is agreement that hypoglycemia is the limiting factor in the glycemic management of type 1 diabetes. It is also a very common problem, unfortunately. 12.5% of patients with a 21 to 30-year history of type 1 diabetes are unaware of hypoglycemia. So there are many patients in the U.S. that suffer from this condition and, in my opinion, should be evaluated for islet cell or pancreas transplantation because most other treatments have failed to improve and uh, control this uh, problem. Is there a limitation in terms of getting islet cells from humans? 
We have currently about 1 to 1.5 million patients uh, diagnosed uh, with uh, type 1 diabetes in the U.S. There are many more patients, about uh, 20 million or more, diagnosed uh, with type 2 diabetes. And uh, decreased islet beta cell mass is a major factor in the pathogenesis of type 2 diabetes as well. It is fair to assume that some, definitely not all, but some patients with type 2 diabetes could also benefit from pancreas and islet transplantation. We have clearly many more patients who could benefit from islet and pancreas transplantation than we have human cadaver donors. We have about 3,000 suitable cadaver donors per year in the United States, but many, many more patients who could benefit. Therefore, clearly, the focus in beta cell replacement research is in the area of islet tissue development for transplantation. Many different areas uh, hold great promise, such as stem cell-derived islet uh, cells for transplantation and also xenotransplantation of islets derived from animals, such as pigs. Both areas have made uh, great progress, but pig islet xenotransplantation is at the forefront of surrogate beta cell research simply because now a number of centers have been able to achieve prolonged diabetes reversal after pig islet transplantation in two monkeys, one step away from humans. If you have just joined us, you are listening to a special segment, Focus on Diabetes, on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at Chicago Medical School, and we are speaking with Dr. Bernard Herring, professor of surgery and director of the Islet Transplant Program, scientific director of the Diabetes Institute for Immunology and Transplantation, and holder of the Eunice L. Dwan Diabetes Research Chair at the University of Minnesota. Today we are discussing pig-to-human islet xenotransplantation. Dr. Herring, how does the pig xenotransplantation of islet cells work? Well, not very different from human islet transplantation. We prepare pig islets from the pancreas of a donor pig and islets subject to quality control before transplantation and will then be injected interportally into type 1 or type 2 diabetic recipients who will be immunosuppressed. This is the first-generation protocol. What is important here is that islets will not be prepared from random pigs. Pigs will be so-called medical-grade designated pathogen-free pigs that will be raised in biosecure barrier facilities where pigs must be kept at least for two generations before they can qualify as donors for planned xenotransplantation. Once islets are prepared, islets will be infused into type 1 diabetic or type 2 diabetic patients. Now, we have, as a scientific community, made great progress, as I pointed out. Now, at least four or five institutions have been able to confirm results that were reported last year by two groups, including ours in Nature Medicine, showing for the very first time that diabetes reversal for more than six months in monkeys can be achieved with pig islet transplants. Now we understand that at least uh, two things need to happen before 
clinical evaluation can be considered. One is to develop suitable donor picks and the second to optimize and refine the immunosuppressive protocol so that the protocol becomes clinically applicable. Human islets can be protected from rejection using immunosuppression. Pig islets as well, however, more immunosuppression was required in initial studies. However, we have also been able to learn more about the critical immune recognition and destruction pathways operative in pig islet transplantation so that more selective and safer immunotherapeutic strategies can be developed, which are currently under investigation. Dr. Herring, why pigs? Pigs are widely available. Pigs are a species that does not carry viruses like monkeys that could become a health risk for recipients. Pigs have a blood glucose metabolism and other physiological parameters very similar to humans. And pigs have always been considered the most logical choice for uh, xenotransplantation donors. In this type of research, how do you make the step from going from a monkey to a human? Like in any other uh, transplantation research, protocols will need to be studied uh, very carefully. We will need to have very compelling evidence of uh, safety and efficacy of our transplant organs, or in this case, our pig islet products. We will have to document uh, safety and efficacy of the immunotherapeutic protocols to the point that clinical investigation can be justified. How long do you think that'll take? It is conceivable that first clinical trials of pig islet products can be initiated in two to four years from today. There will be a series of uh, protocols. We will start with uh, first-generation protocols as outlined, which, in my opinion, will most likely include immunosuppressive uh, treatment of the recipient. Then there will be second- and third-generation technologies and protocols that will take advantage of the opportunities that exist in xenotransplantation, such as genetic engineering of donor picks for the purpose of optimizing the islet product, optimizing such that islet products release immunotherapeutic medications and will therefore contribute to the minimization of the immunosuppressive requirements for the recipient. So it is conceivable that pigs can be engineered and technologies are currently available to over-express in pig islets genes that encode the synthesis of immunoregulatory proteins so that pig islets would release insulin as well as immunoregulatory peptides that will then contribute to an immune-privileged environment at the islet implantation site. This is not uh, science fiction anymore. Technologies are available to accomplish. These pigs will become available for testing. It will definitely take significant effort to conduct all these studies in relevant preclinical models before 
clinical evaluation can be considered, but this is research that will generate very interesting results. And finally, is the insulin from a pig identical to that to human insulin? We have been using pig insulin for 60 years until human insulin became available in the early 80s for therapy. Pig insulin is almost identical with uh, human insulin. There's one amino acid that is different out of about 50 amino acids. So I think while there could be a theoretical concern that uh, immunity against pig insulin could develop, this was clearly not a problem in the management of diabetes with pig insulin in the vast majority of patients that received uh, pig insulin over 60 years. I want to thank Dr. Bernard Herring, who has been our guest. We have been discussing pig-to-human islet xenotransplantation. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and you have been listening to a special segment, Focus on Diabetes, on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening.